So this is episode number 74 of the Bird Enough podcast. My name is Adam and I'm your host on the podcast where we discover birds and the people that pursue them. In this episode, we'll be chatting about bird apps and specifically the Bird Pro South African app. I found out from Herman van der Berg not only about the Bird Pro app, but also about the other nature apps that they offer the South African market. As always, the Birding Life is proud to be associated with Swarovski Optic, one of the world's leading producers of binoculars, monoculars, and spotting scopes, as well as the Bird Lasso bird logging app, Spot, Plot, Play a Part, download and install the app to play your part in social conservation if you enjoy this podcast please subscribe and leave a rating and a review on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcast to help others to find the show please can we also ask you to tell others you know about the show if you'd like to contribute to help us cover the costs associated with hosting the show you can click on the link in the comment section of this podcast and buy us a coffee or two so without further ado let's hear from today's guest herman so Herman, um, we had you on the show uh, last year. You were, was fantastic. We did a whole series on the different um, bird po- the bird apps that were available in our country, and it's good to have you back on the show. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for inviting me. So what I realized, we didn't talk about last time that much. We didn't talk a lot about your actual personal birding journey. So you obviously are one of the developers of the Bird Pro app, which is a fantastic app, and we'll talk about that in this in this episode. But I want to ask a little bit more about your own personal journey. How did your, your personal journey how did how did that look and how did it result in it being you actually eventually developing a bird app um i was kind of born into into birding almost um my dad uh, uh was in environmental education so so we've always been very keen to go out um into into the wild um and especially birds and he was a photographer or he's, he's still a photographer actually my whole family are wildlife photographers um so so I've been involved in wildlife photography for for a long, long time, especially bird photography. They've got a, a publishing company where they publish wildlife books. Um, so, so you know, that's that's kind of been in my in my blood. My mum is also a zoologist, so so that's where we started. Um, then I went to study engineering, and I got into programming. Um, I've never been an engineer for long, uh, so I started doing a lot of programming for the engineering field. And then I realized that, you know, I can I can use these skills that I picked up uh, writing software to develop an app. And that's that's really where it all started. And then just just in terms of birding destinations, you know, we've got some fantastic birding destinations in South Africa. And yeah, what what is your favorite destination in South Africa? If if you could go away for this weekend and go to some birding, where would you go and why? I think there are three places that I really love. The one is uh, Nature's Valley down in, in the Garden Route. I've seen some amazing birds there, and uh, just the you know the forest and uh, and the bird sounds there waking up in that forest with the bird sounds is just incredible. And the same thing also in Pafuri. I love going to 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 a camp there called Ntakeni, and it's also incredible for birding. And then the third one is St Lucia. St Lucia is another favorite place of mine. And I must say, you know, the Kruger is also it's so special because there's there there are some surprises there. You always think that you'll see the same thing, and then suddenly, especially the birds of prey, it's nice to see all the birds of prey in Kruger. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about the Bird Pro app as well as the other the other apps that you guys are involved. And we spoke about the Bird Pro app on a previous episode. So before we start going into it a little bit more, and for those who listened to the previous episode, it's not going to be a rehash of what we we spoke about last time. So you. Uh, keep listening but for those who didn't get to listen to the last episode tell us a little bit about the bird pro app and why you think it's the best app on the market 
<laughs> I don't claim it to be the best app on the market. I think it's it's a bit different. So I think one of the one of the differences between Bird Pro and the other apps is Bird Pro is really born from from the technology and not from a book being translated into an app. So it was so it was a slightly different approach that we took, and we and we felt there was a you know there was a gap in the market for something that's a bit more more sophisticated in terms of the of the technology, especially. Um, so that's really where we started. Um, one of the things that we found lacking at the time was the the bird identification part of the other apps. So um, so we really focused on that, and we and we built quite a sophisticated identification tool called the Smart Search tool. Um, the other thing that we've that we've also done is we've taken the SABAP data and converted that into incredibly accurate distribution maps using uh, a proprietary algorithm that we created. Um, and then, you know, the rest of it is pretty much what you'd expect from a from a bird app. It's got a lot of photographs, a lot. We've really gone a bit overboard almost in the photographs. We over over 7,000 photographs now in the app. On the calls, we've got you know 2,000 plus uh, calls, bird calls. You can log your sightings. You can also share sightings with other people. So there's all kinds of other other little advantages. But, but I think the two main ones uh, would be the mapping and the smart search. The mapping also, what's what's nice about it, it, it allows you to get a very accurate view of what is of what birds occur in a certain place or a certain area. And that also allowed us to to show distribution maps per month. And and also uh, that you can select a, a reserve and you've got a very good idea of, of which birds um, occur in in a specific reserve. Yeah, Herman, one thing that comes up again and again on social media is where people ask the question, which is the best app on the market? And honestly, this is not a, a paid episode. This is just an episode where, you know, I've been asked the, the question many times about which is the best app on the market. And I've been using all the apps on the market over the last year or so and i can honestly say you know besides the bird lasso app which let me just say is my favorite bird app on the market my second most used app on my phone is the is the bird pro app and i think it's a fantastic app and you know you spoke now about the the fact that it didn't originate with the bird book instead it it started as an app and i think that's part of the reason why there's just it's it's just this app that is absolutely visually appealing technologically advanced and i just think yeah i just think you know the fact that it didn't start with the book allowed you i would say a lot more freedom because you weren't trying to you know make the app mirror a book in, in a sense it was a bit of an issue at the at the time because you know the problem is that that you've got you you need some some kind of um identity or some 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 trademark behind you to really make it so roberts and Cecil and newmans they were all there and they already had a very reputable name so it was a bit difficult to get into or to try and get into this into this market you know it is quite it is quite daunting to try and do it so so we had to we had to try and offer something that's that's different and you know and be known to us that actually opened opened the doors to 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 try and push the boundaries of the technology for us and last year you guys won an award for the app from mtn yeah, yeah, we won the, the award for the most innovative app at the MTN App of the Year Awards. That's fantastic. And you guys were obviously against apps that obviously weren't nature oriented, just against apps in general. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were actually quite surprised, I must say. You know, there were some some really innovative and nice ideas out there. Um so so we were very presently surprised surprised that we actually got the award. Yeah, and it's been a great honor for us. So before I got the app, 
Um, one thing that I thought would be very disappointing in the app was the fact that there were no illustrations used. The app only obviously uses photos. We've kind of spoken about that. But as I've used the app, I've actually found, firstly, the photography is fantastic on the app. And secondly, that you do show a lot of the variations, you know, in terms of the aging of the bird and the different sex of the bird. And the fo- the photography is absolutely, absolutely fantastic. And I think, you know, you know, we were chatting off air earlier on about you know the fact that there's different apps that different people would would use and i think you know for somebody who's looking especially for those you know someone who i've got a friend who's an experienced bird and they were saying you know for them having a whole array of photos was very beneficial because that's sometimes what you need more than you need the illustrations yeah it was it was actually one of the points that were that was worrying us as well you know um illustrations are are nice because you can sometimes point out specific features so we were worried um that we that the photographs wouldn't be able to do that. But I must say, you know, we, we got so many photographs and, and the times have changed uh, you know, recently. There are so many photographs around. So it's actually a lot more feasible to do it now than it would have been five or, or 10 years ago. I mean, there's, um, there are so many bird photographers around and, and so many people that are, keen, that are keen to get their photographs in the app, which is, which is another incredibly um, uh, um, you know, satisfying experience that we've had that people are willing to contribute which is great so 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 um, initially we thought we would add illustrations at some stage to to point out certain things but to be honest we haven't really needed it we actually got got almost all the all the photographs um, of all the different features and everything that we want to yeah, and there there are a few things that are outstanding, like like birds in flight. But we are working on that, so we're gonna we're gonna add videos and all kinds of other things in future to be able to maybe give more information about that. And something where I think an app always has the upper hand over a book, and I'm, I love books. I've got so many books on my shelf. But the thing about a book is, once that book is released, you know, within a very short amount of time, it's already it's already out of date. You know, the taxonomy splits and that are so. There's so much change, but I was just actually just as we were speaking, I did a bit of a search, and I was quite impressed that the Bluebell Teal has been renamed. It's not obviously not previous was called the Hottentot Teal, and it's been changed obviously to the Bluebell Teal, and it's it's fantastic. You know, obviously the app obviously adjusts in terms of changes to say taxonomy and that with the updates. Yeah, we do update quite often. I must say, you know, that's one of the things that we also want to distinguish ourselves is that that we want to give people. Um, frequent updates every time there's a new bird that's been seen like the like the lesser white throat we we add it within a month or two to the app so that's so that you've always got an up-to-date app we also update the distribution maps quite often because they are they are obviously um you know movement of the birds and they get seen in places where they weren't before so that's another thing that we that we also also update quite often, and then obviously we also add calls and and more photos as we as we get older. Then okay, talking about updates, I think one of the questions that I've been asked many times about the app, and I'm sure you've been asked more times than you would care to admit on air. The app is obviously limited at the moment to South Africa only. Are there any plans in place to extend it to Southern Africa as a whole? Yes, before the end of the year, that'll be out. So we'll add all the all the neighboring countries. Oh, that's absolutely fantastic. So the app's just getting better and better. And that I think I just think, you know, in terms of 
in terms of the updates, I've been very impressed. You know, it's, so oftentimes there's this updates and it just gets like there's, like I said, I actually sort of struggle to keep up to date with all the things that you're adding in. And it's just, a, it's impressive because it's the, you know, what the app I had a year ago, the app has already evolved and has, has, has just taken a whole new level. So just, yeah, well done on that. The fact that there's continual improvement on the app. Yeah, we do. We've got quite a few plans still for the future as well. You know, we've got, since we launched, there were a lot of new features that were added. We recently, last week, we added image recognition, uh, which is out on Apple now, and which will, uh, which will also be out on Android um, in about two weeks' time. Um, we've added um, a similar function, which uh, which is quite unique. I don't, I think it's quite quite novel. I haven't seen anything like that. Um, so we do add new functionality as well. So one of the main reasons that people get a well, not one of the main reasons, one of the re- the big reasons that people get bird apps is because they actually they they want to be able to hear calls. That's one thing that probably sets um, an app apart from a book, and another one of those things that set the app apart. But you know, I've been very very impressed with the calls on the app. Um, I know a lot of the apps now are starting to split the different calls, which is which is great. But you know, one thing that was just an example of the variety of uh, the variety of calls, the southern. Um, Bobo or the Southern Boo Boo, depending what your how people say it, has more than twenty calls on the app, and there's so many different species where you just have this wide variety of different calls, and the the this, the quality of the calls and the, the the amount of calls on the app is absolutely fantastic. We spent actually a lot of time cleaning up the calls, so 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 we bought some special software like you know forensic uh, audio cleaning software which we use to clean the calls. So we spent a lot of time also cleaning the calls to make them, um, you know, easier to listen to or easier to identify the specific birds. And we also try, obviously, to add as many variations as we can. Um, you know, the boo is, is a very good example. And those, you know, those calls are, are different calls. They're not just different variations. It's actually incredible that, a, that one bird has got so many calls. So, And there are quite a few examples. Like, um, I think the... The chestnut vented tit babbler is another one. Um, we which really astounded me how many how many variations you get. Okay, so there's one thing that really sets this app apart. All apps have distribution maps. Fantastic. This app has distribution maps. Fantastic. But the thing that sets this part this app apart is is the is the fact that the distribution maps you can not just they're not stagnant. You can actually on a lot of the species, you can actually go across and see the seasonal distribution of species, which is absolutely fantastic. Tell us about that first. And also, you kind of touched on it earlier, but how do you guys get that? How do you guys get that right? Yeah, that was quite a daunting <laughs> challenge for us. Um, so, so the SABAP data, um, you know, for those who don't know, the South African Bird Atlasing Project, which has got millions and millions of records of people that 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 um, log sightings of birds. So we used that data and we collaborated with them and we and we wrote an algorithm that actually takes that point data because all that all that is is just say you know this this bird has been seen in this pentad. A pentad is a is a small square on the you know, on the map. And that's it. Now to to translate that into a distribution maps, um, it sounds easy, but it is actually quite complicated because there might be places like in the Karoo where there are very few people atlasing, and then it's very hard to to actually say whether a bird occurs there. So we we had to make this algorithm adapt to to take the density of recording into account as well, and also you know in places like Joburg, if you if you don't see a specific bird there, you're very sure it does not occur there because there are so many people atlasing here. But in a place like the Karoo, it 
it's a totally different you know ball game. So we had to take that into account. We also had to take in, into account something like the Egyptian vulture, which is you know seen in one place, and then everybody flocks to this one place to see the same Egyptian vulture, um, and you get hundreds of records of an Egyptian vulture, um, and you think, well, you know that bird must occur there. So we had to, to we had to implement that as well to say, you know. How are we going to distinguish if it's if it's one bird that's been that's been atlas many times? Um, so there were all kinds of intricacies that we had to take into account to get these distribution maps shown. Herman, one of the things that I always find absolutely terrible in apps is these so-called these things that are meant to help you identify birds. They actually don't function. But I must say, I was very hesitant your, with your guys' smart search feature. I thought, you know what, we were up in the Drakensberg, myself a tyrant, and we saw a little LBJ there. And and what we kind of did is we we kind of worked out what we what we thought it was, and then we basically went through the whole, you know, tried this tried the app out, and I've actually been so impressed with the functionality of the smart search. It actually it's a smart search that actually works. And you know, one thing that you you taught me after with the last podcast was that you're able to not just put the stuff put the details in, but there's you know helpful raptors and lbjs and um fluff uh, fluff tails and night jars yeah i think that feature is absolutely fantastic on the app yeah i think that's you know that's often uh, the species that really trick people um it's it's hard to identify those like the cesticulus and the larks and all the lbjs and the brown raptors and all of those so we decided to create special special identification sections for them that you look for specific features. And I think, you know, I think it works well because it's not part of a general search, you know, that is very specific and it's and and it's often habitat driven, you know, which is which is nice. Now you can add the habitat. So it's not only the physical features that you see. So something that some people might not know is that your company doesn't only make the bird pro app, which is fantastic, but it also makes a dragonfly and a tree app. So tell us about these two apps. Actually, this tree app was the first app we created. Um, and that's been on the market now for quite a few years. They are all built on on, on a similar platform or basically the same platform, but there are slight differences between them. Um, the tree app is, uh, the search function for the tree app is even more sophisticated than than the bird one because trees are very difficult to identify. So you have to really look at, at specific features on a, you know, on a tree. If, you, if, if it's not flowering and it's only got leaves, it's very hard to identify some of the trees. And there are more species as well, which makes it even, even more difficult. So the smart search function there is is actually quite uh, quite important, um, and is really what drives the whole app. So we did that. We did a, and then we did the dragonfly app as well. These apps, by the way, were done um, in collaboration with specialists. So the tree app was with Val Thomas, and and the dragonfly app was with Warwick Tarbotton, who's who's actually a very renowned birder, as you probably know. Yeah, I've got the dragonfly app, and I must say something. It's you know, I've got uh, Warwick's, uh, Warwick Tarbertons, I've got his Dragonfly book. And and if you've tried, if anyone's tried to identify dragonflies, they are incredibly difficult. They're not easy to identify. You spoke about the, the, the smart search function. So, you know, how, how does this work with the dragonfly and the, uh, you know, and specifically because, you know, it's, it's, it's again, it's, it's different to, to birds. You know, what, how, how would it work for somebody who maybe understands how the bird feature or the, how the smart search works in the birding? How does it work on the dragonfly app? It's actually not that different um, than it is to birds. I think I think the real the real benefit of our smart search feature is that 
Um, it, it not only filters the birds, it actually filters the options out as you, you know, as you, as you start searching. And I think that makes it a lot more user-friendly. So, for example, if you, if you select um, a location somewhere and you start filtering out and there, and there aren't any red dragonflies in that area, red won't even appear as an option for colors. So it makes it a lot easier to, to actually draw down the dragonfly that you want. And um, So I think in general, that technology is actually the, the big benefit in the smart search functions for, uh, function for all, for all three of these apps. Um, so the dragonflies, um, there's also habitat and there, there are very specific features to look for, which is also included, um, like the abdomen and, you know, the wing patterns and all kinds of things, which, which, which makes it a bit easier. But sometimes you have to have the dragonfly in hand always to really make a positive ID, which makes it a bit difficult. And, and the app helps you there as well to look for those specific features. Yeah, you just touched on something which I think is pretty, uh, pretty impressive, and it's something I do like about this app. And yeah, I think this is something that probably other apps also feature, uh, feature. But maybe with the fact that you guys, you know, how you gather your data for the distribution might make this a little bit more accurate. But what is really fantastic, like you, we were chatting before, and you asked me where I stay, and you put a pin there, and you're able to see exactly which species are in my area. And I think, you know. That really helps, you know. When you're looking at a bird, and when you're looking at a bird, and you have no idea what it is, or you're looking at a dragonfly, and you've got no idea what dragonfly or a tree, you know, by straight away by locking down the area that you live, which you can quite easily do on the app, straight away you're able to to narrow down your list. Yeah, I think that's one of the very nice features for me when I use it. You know, I always use a location. I never just use um, all birds because a location makes such a big difference in your in your filtering. And because it's so accurate, we, you know, I, I very rarely find a bird that's 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 outside of distribution. So it's a very good filter, and it's very effective. You know, um, I think you'll you'll quickly go down from eight hundred to two hundred odd birds just by changing your location. In your in your location, for example, is about two hundred and eighty birds, which is actually quite high, by the way. And you spoke about, you know, we were speaking about all the upgrades. I think one very important question as we close off is Flock to Marion is happening next year, if all works out well. Will the birds that would be seen on on, on the on Flock to Marion, would they would they be on the app? Yeah. Yeah. They're all on there. Um Herman, really appreciate you being on the show. It's been fantastic chatting to you again. What I will do is I'll pop a link to all of these apps in the comment section of this podcast. Well, I'll actually pop a link to the the website so people can just go on there and if you're looking for any of these apps, you know, go give it a try. I know with the the Bird Pro app, there's a free trial you can try. It gives you, uh, you know, not not all the species, but you can give it a try. And let me tell you something: from someone who's used the Bird app and the Dragonfly app, these are world class apps, and you're not going to go wrong. So yeah, I just encourage you to go check them out. And yeah, I, I think it'll be worth be worth your time. But Herman, thanks for so much for being on the show again. Uh, it was really awesome chatting. Yeah, thanks for inviting me again. I mean, it's been a real honor to be on here. Thanks. We are proud to be working in association with Wild Books to help get all the best birding resources into your hands at a great price. If you would like to support the Birding Life project and the resources that we are putting out, please click on the link in either the comment section of this podcast or in our social media posts. Your support helps us to improve and hopefully make a bigger impact. Be sure to head over to our website www.thebirdinglife.com and check out all the exciting resources that we have on our website, including our exciting forum section to connect you with the world of birding, birders, and exciting birds out there. 
Do not forget to follow The Burning Life on Instagram and Facebook. We really appreciate everyone that takes the time to interact with these accounts. Be sure to check out Birdlasser and download the app on either iOS or Android and keep a life list while playing your part in social conservation. As well as Swarovski Optic, one of the world's leading producers of binoculars, monoculars and spotting scopes. So until next time, be blessed and happy birding.